Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Business Of, a show about the people and businesses that make Tucson great. New episodes air every Sunday morning on Arizona Lotus Corp stations. The Tucson Metro Chamber is the voice of business for our region, and we boldly advocate for a stronger business environment and a prosperous community. I'm your host, Melissa Rossiano, Communications and Marketing Manager of the Tucson Metro Chamber. And today, we are thrilled to welcome Amanda Bruno, Community Affairs Administrator at Pima Association of Governments, or called PAG, and a key player in the Regional Transportation Authority, RTA. Amanda, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Great. How are you enjoying this gloomy-ish weather right now? Melissa, today is my birthday. <gasps> oh, and, that's right. <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah um, I'm just going to say I shamelessly love to talk about my birthday. I love birthdays, including my own. And I woke up this morning and I was really bummed about the weather. And I was like, thanks, universe. But the weather didn't get the memo. No, but it's okay. <laughs> but happy birthday. You. you are in good company. I, too, love birthdays. Uh, so what is this? I don't know if you're into astrology. What does this make you? Uh, it makes me an Aquarius, okay. um, which you know I mostly identify with. The thing though that always comes up about Aquarius is it, is that they're eccentric, and I I don't feel like I'm eccentric. I don't even feel like I'm very quirky, but maybe. you know, but there aren't Aquariuses like very uh what what's the like word mental exactly yeah N- not mental in a bad well, way yeah, no, yeah. no no but like I, I in know their head yeah, yeah. yeah like in your head yeah. yeah uh well happy birthday thank you I hope it's an excellent day and hopefully we get a little bit of sun <laughs> um so Amanda uh. Like I said, thanks for being here. Now, for those that aren't familiar with RTA, can you explain what it is and overall just how it serves our community? Yeah. So the RTA, it stands for Regional Transportation Authority. Um, And so the RTA represents, um, it's governed by, I should say, it's governed by a nine-member board um, made up of the chief elected or appointed officials from each of the municipalities in the region, as well as both the tribes and um, the Department of Transportation at the state level. Okay. So um, that's the governing board. And the RTA is responsible for administering a um, 20-year transportation plan um, that is voted on by Pima County voters and funded by a half-cent sales tax mechanism. So uh, we collect that half-cent sales tax to carry out the projects um, as prescribed by the RTA. That's a very broad broad scope. So, um, and, and like you said, the, the governing board... It's made up of all these districts, right? So there is a, a diverse voice in that group. Um, in terms of how they decide what projects are in the plan or being included, uh, how's the process for that? How do they do that? It is quite the process. So um, I will say this is just the second iteration of the RTA. So the RTA is a special taxing district that was authorized by the state legislature in 2004. And the first RTA was um, developed and went into effect in 2006. And so that was a 20-year plan. So that's coming up 2026 is the end of that. Um, And so we're in the process now to develop a new plan um, that will take effect in 2026 to 2046. Um, So the process, it's it's lengthy. Uh, It started in 2018 with the Citizens Advisory Committee. That's a group of folks who come from all different um, areas in the in the in the region um, and are they have to apply and the applications are reviewed and approved by the Regional Transportation Authority Board. Um, that's a nine member board. And um, 
so they they each picked um, there's something like 30 or 40 folks on that committee, um, and they're they're meant to represent kind of the different transportation interests all over the region. Really um, quick, sorry to interrupt. Can anyone apply to these positions, or is there some sort of a credential that needs to be there? Uh, I believe anyone can apply. I think the only folks who aren't eligible are those that are serving on other PAG or RTA committees, and um, probably not the elected officials. Yeah. But yeah, any regular citizen is eligible to apply. Um, and, and encouraged to. So mm-hmm. next time this comes around in 20 years. Um, but yeah, so this process started in 2018. Um, the, the CAC, the Citizens Advisory Committee, they had been working on putting a draft plan together for t- five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the way they do that that is they hear from each of the jurisdictions of what their priorities are. Um, and they have to work together and try to reach consensus on what they think the top things are to include in that plan under four different elements. So we focus on um, roadway corridors, uh, transit, environmental, and active transportation, which is pedestrian and, and cycling. Um, and so they they work together on that. Um, and I think it was December that they kind of wrapped that up. Uh, they did not come to us with one plan. They came to us with two. So we had two drafts kind of floating around mm-hmm. trying to figure out where to go with that. Um, the RTA board decided a couple weeks ago um, to scrap one of the plans, and they worked with uh, the technical management committee at um, PAG to come up with kind of like a hybrid plan that included key projects in both of the plans that the CAC developed. Um, and so they struck one of the CAC plans, kept one, and then there's this new one. So we still mm-hmm. have two. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are awaiting the RTA board's decision on how to move forward um, and which of those plans we're going to end up with or if we're going to go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. So, and I want to provide some context for folks. Back in 2006, when the initial plan was approved, uh, do you have a dollar amount for how much that was? So, Amanda, I know you had mentioned that the board uh, overall just makes these decisions, but I'm assuming they get some sort of input, right? Yes. So we affectionately refer to RTA Next as the people's plan. Um, Anything that is in that plan, ultimately the voters get to say one way or the other other if if this is what's going to happen in our community. Um, And so after the RTA board looks at the plan and decides on, in our case, which one to use, um, it will then go to the voters for, it'll it'll be open for a public comment period for about Mm -hmm. six months. And Mm -hmm. so voters have the opportunity to weigh in um, on any thoughts, comments, concerns, feedback that they have. Um, and once that comment period closes, the board will then look at all of that feedback, um, incorporate any changes that they see fit, and then it will go to the voters. Uh, we're looking at May of 2025. They'll be asked two questions. Um, the first one is, do you like this plan? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the next one is, um, do you approve the continuation of a half-cent sales tax to fund the plan? Mm. Okay. So uh, the the folks that are invited to give input, uh, and I'm assuming this is for the entire region, right, from Correct. all the districts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, do you have the dates available for the next, uh, for the public hearings? Um, our next RTA board meeting is going, it's scheduled for February 22nd. Oh, okay. Um and, and for folks who are maybe just plugging into this conversation um, and they've never heard of the RTA or they didn't really fully understand it, um, all of the previous meetings are available on our website or on our YouTube channel. So you could search us on YouTube, Pima Association of Governments, and stream past meetings. I will say they, they have a tendency to go long. So if you got, you know, three or four hours that you're looking to fill, uh-huh. tune into an RTA meeting. But the next one is op- um, is February 22nd, and that's open to the public um, for public comment or just to stream. 
Um, and that's that's a little bit different from the public comment period. Um, that's just going to be kind of like a business meeting. And mm-hmm. then the, the public can tune in and weigh in if they'd like, if there's a public comment um, item on the agenda. But um, the public comment period to give feedback on the plan will happen after the plan is finalized by the board. Okay. Finalized. Like the draft is finalized. Gotcha. Gotcha. So... Uh, and just to give some folks contextual information, um, where this plan originally started back in 2006, there was a specific amount. And obviously, I'm sure there was some things that got adjusted. I mean, it's been 20 years. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time. Uh, you and I were just were little wee ones at that time. I like to remind my colleagues that I was in fifth grade when the RTA was authorized. <laughs> I'm, sure they, I'm sure they love you for doing oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have like a rough estimate of what that initial amount was? Yeah. So the uh, original RTA was projected to bring in $2.1 billion through that half cent sales tax. Mm-hmm. Um, and then RTA next were projecting conservatively $2.34 billion. Okay. Now... I'm sure some of our listeners right now, I mean, I would hope that most of our listeners are aware of some of the happenings. I mean, RTA has been very prevalent right now. It's been on everyone's mind. It's been in the news. I mean, the chamber itself has been resharing a lot of that information, especially for the public hearings. I would like to address the elephant in the room. So, you know, we've heard a lot about that $300 million gap. Um, is there anything that you can say in terms of that? Like why, or not necessarily why, but how is that being addressed right now? Yeah, I will say, you know, we've got these two plans kind of floating around out there that the board is considering. Um, and, and that's something that they're looking at and evaluating how to move forward. Um, but at the moment, we don't, we don't really have any additional information on that. It's just going to be a decision that the board makes. Gotcha. Um, and that's all that we can ask for, right? Uh, so right now, in, in terms of the progression of this process of developing this plan, would you say there there are any barriers or challenges uh, facing uh, the the overall process? Um, our region is made up of a couple of of different jurisdictions that all have varying needs. Some are older, some are newer, and so it is hard when you get a group that represents every every area in the region um, and trying to get them to come to consensus on what the priorities are because it looks different for folks who live in one area or another and, and use one uh, mode of transportation versus another. And so mm-hmm. their priorities are a little bit different. Um, and so addressing all of the various needs throughout our region with a limited budget, it is hard. It's always going to be hard. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's always going to have to be, this is just one tool in the toolbox to fund these transportation projects. We know mm-hmm. there's a lot more need than mm-hmm. money always. Um, and so I would say just generally that that's a challenge um, yeah. and it has always been a challenge and I, I anticipate that it always will be. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, uh, the transportation system obviously is going to be very different, uh, in say Sawadita than it is here in right. Tucson, right? Very different. So, uh, kind of switching gears, there are various elements of the plan, um, but are there any sort of examples or specific projects the RTA has funded uh, in the past that you can speak on and its overall impact on on the community? 
Yeah, um, I will just take a moment to tell you about my favorite one um, that I, yeah. I use on a regular basis. So the Downtown Links Project um, that connects Broadway and lets you kind of like skirt around downtown mm-hmm. um, to get back to I-10. Yeah, my favorite I, as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I live on the west side, and so um, I, I take that route almost every day, um, getting from from where I live to where I'm going, and mm-hmm. I appreciate not getting stuck in downtown traffic. I can't <laughs> can't wait for it to be like, finish, finish, but um, mm-hmm. I that project is... Probably my favorite example. Um, the Broadway widening project was one that a lot of folks are familiar with as well, um, just because of its proximity to downtown. Um, and then I will say a fun one that we we don't really talk about often, but one of the elements in our plan, um, it's environmental. And what that looks like, part of it is these wildlife linkages. So on Highway 77, south of Catalina, between Oro Valley and Catalina, mm-hmm. um, there's a wildlife bridge. Um, and oh. Yeah, and it's just, it helps to prevent crashes caused by wildlife obviously protects the life of, yeah. of the animals in the desert and kind of funnels them all over this crossing rather than across the freeways. Oh, okay. um, so I think that's super cool. Um, I and, actually like that, and I had no idea yeah. about that, and I've lived in Tucson for years now. Yeah, so there's a few of those, and, and those are all under that environmental element. That And that makes sense because for any person that's driven through that area I'm sure everyone can agree it's a wide it's a wide road so (laughs) uh, I've definitely seen my fair share of roadkill unfortunately but that bridge uh, I'm sure is saving so so many more animals so that's Mm -hmm. awesome that's awesome I know a lot of these public hearings haven't happened and you haven't received a whole ton of input but is there anything you have heard in terms of concerns uh, from the public in terms of transportation Yeah, uh, transportation is an evergreen issue in Tucson, as we Mm -hmm. all know. Um, And so um, we haven't had any explicitly public meetings yet. All of the uh, let me back up. All of the meetings that our RTA board and regional council have are open to the public um, and open for public comment at the beginning of the meetings. Um, We haven't had any meetings yet targeted specifically for this topic just because the plan hasn't been finalized. But um, some of the folks that have already weighed in, Uh, It's kind of the same as what we were talking about before with the barriers around developing something like this. People have different priorities. They have different preferences in how they get around and how they use our transportation system. And so um, that is reflected in the comments that we've seen so far that some folks want to see more transit. Some want to see more roadway improvement. um, Some want to see more pedestrian and and cycling um, safety improvements. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's very subjective. And th- this is more of a, not a personal interest of mine, and mainly because I uh, just visited Phoenix not too long ago to visit some family. But has there been any talks of technology in terms of transportation, like uh, the self-driving vehicles? Those trip me out. I like know. I, I still can't get over that when I see that. I I'm saw my first one the other day really? in Phoenix, and I, I was like, "This is." It's wild, right? The first time I saw it, I was like, something's not right here. Something is not right. But uh, yeah, it's wild. Has has there been any talks of that? Or can you share anything in terms of technology? Um, I am not familiar with conversations around autonomous vehicles entirely. um, But I know that Part of what we're looking at in our safety improvement projects um, is updating some of the technology that's available. So traffic signals um, and, and um, intersection technology, that's that's all changing in a good way. Mm-hmm. And so um, improvements that we're going to be making um, include advancements in technology. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't know a ton about the self-driving cars, but if they're coming to Tucson, if, if and when they come to Tucson, um, 
Hopefully nobody they'll have panic. nice roads to drive on. <laughs> nobody panic if you see a self-driving car. Yeah. Don't freak out. Uh, wild. Now, because the, the the RTA plans are for 20 years, right? A lot can happen in 20 years, as we all know. Mm-hmm. How, how does the board stay up to date on some of these transportation trends during that time? Yeah, so this has been an ongoing topic of conversation. Um, and I'm not certain that there is a, a clear procedure on that, but I in the past, what's happened is it's been sort of an, on an ad hoc basis. If there's a project, and a re- actually a really good example of this, again, is Broadway. Um, that was one that the scope ended up changing. It was initially going to be expanded um, eight lanes, so four on either side and a bus lane on both sides. And um, the RTA board had heard some feedback that maybe that wasn't what people wanted anymore and that wasn't necessary. And so um, they like they took another look at that project and um, decided to, to bring it down a little bit. Um, and it ended up being just a three lane expansion. Um, and so things like that that come up like that come up like scope or funding changes, they do go through the board again. Um, but I don't know that there, yeah, there's not like a any other mechanism at this point other than just um, going through the board again for their approval for any mm-hmm. scope or funding changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in open communication, I I right. feel like. That's been an underlining theme, which transparency is always key. You yeah. Know, we love that. We're a public entity. And so, you know, we exist to serve the region and we always want to hear from people, um, you know, that live in our region. What are yeah. your concerns? Yeah. Uh, so we're going to take a quick pause here. Um, for folks that are just tuning in, we are here with our friend Amanda Bruno. She is from RTA. Uh, Regional Transportation Authority. And for those of you who maybe aren't aware, I hope you are because it's been all over, right? Uh, RTA is going through the process of implementing the new plan for the next 20 years. And we're going over with Amanda uh, some of the ways that you can give your input. We'll get into that a little later. Uh, You can go on their website. Uh, But Amanda, you know, just from talking to you the the past uh, however twenty minutes we've been on the air, you seem very passionate about transportation. <laughs> do I? Um, you do. I mean, I I would hope you would given <laughs> your job, but uh, you know, we appreciate what you're doing and we appreciate your your passion for this. Can you, on a personal note, what drew you to to work in this? in this section, in this sector of our community? What what brought you to that? So nothing is linear. Um, but I, um, when Let's I was- Let's get real meta here. Yeah, right? <laughs> so I actually, after I graduated college, I was a teacher. And I- Really? Yeah. Wow. I taught middle school math in San Antonio, oh, Texas for oh, two years. Bless you. <laughs> oh my gosh. 10 out of 10 do not recommend. Bless those teachers. <laughs> Um, but I realized kind of early on that that was not going to be the thing for me. And I decided to go back to school. Um, I knew I still wanted to do something in public service. So I got a master's in public administration, not fully knowing, but understanding that that was kind of a versatile degree that could lead me to a nonprofit or government sector. Um, and I actually, my first job while I was still in grad school was at PAG. I worked at PAG as a policy analyst. I focused on, um, state, local, and federal legislation around transportation, funding, safety, et cetera. Um, And I stepped away for a couple years. I I worked in economic development at the city of Tucson. Um, I worked briefly at TEP in government relations. Um, And I recently came back to PAG. Um, I started again this last August. And um, I think I'm excited about this because it's happening now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I mean, people don't know about it. I, you know, I told my friends that I was going to go back to PAG and they're like, what is that again? Like, what's Mm -hmm. the RTA? And Mm -hmm. so even in my immediate circle, there are folks who are like, I, 
trying to explain to my mom what I do. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I, I find it really rewarding and fulfilling to to have these conversations and, and kind of like bring other people into the conversation mm-hmm. because, you know, this whole thing is just to ensure quality of life for our region, ensure regional mobility for everybody who lives and works here. Um, and so I, um, I take a lot of pride in working at PAG and working with the RTA and hoping to get this thing across the finish line. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. For me, it's just, it's, I've always wanted to be in public service and um, this is, this is a really exciting time in Tucson. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I love economic development. I love uh, transportation and how those things intersect. Um, mm-hmm. And this kind of is the right fit for me right now. Yeah. Well, it, it shows. Um, and we appreciate you explaining this and kind of connecting the dots for everyone because it is a very complex topic. Um, there are a lot of uh, facets and a lot of input involved. So it's always helpful to have folks like you come come on the air and kind of explain that to everyone and myself, because to be <laughs> quite honest, I wasn't always aware of what is this. I usually use people or lose people at um special taxing district. Their oh. eyes kind of glaze over and they're like, mm. <laughs> I mean, once you say taxes, most <laughs> yeah. people are like, what? <laughs> now, although this is a very complex system, there are lots of resources and messaging that help people understand how they can give input, how they can be involved. Where can folks go to learn more? Yes. Uh, so the easiest way to learn anything about PAG and the RTA is through our websites. Uh, so there are separate websites. Um, to learn more about PAG specifically, it's pagregion.com. Um, that's where you can find information about regional transportation apart from the RTA. That's a whole different monster. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's meetings and, and documents and um, all kinds of stuff on our, our our website for PAG. And then for RTA Next, um, go to rtanext.com. Really easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you can submit comments, request uh, a, a presentation if you're part of a group, um, or um, share any anything else with us that you want to. Um, you can sign up for our newsletter and get updates as we have them. Um, and you'll be the first to know about any public meetings, um, specifically to hear from uh, folks about the RTA and their feedback and comments. Um, I also, I'll just add, everything that I know about PAG and the RTA, I pretty much learned from like combing our websites the first mm-hmm. the first couple of months. And so like everything you're looking as for is there. I. Yeah, is, yeah, and yeah. it's all there and mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's easy to digest when you kind of do it that way and take it at your own pace. Mm-hmm. So. I, I will agree with that. There, It is very, like I said, even though it is complex, it is easy to understand if you go looking for the information, which is beautifully laid out on the website. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as a marketing person, that's important to me. <laughs> Love to so. see it. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, that is most of the time we have for today. But Amanda, really quick, is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners? Um, you know, any a call to action or uh, any other resource that you can provide them? I'm a millennial. Um, and to same, my fellow millennials, <laughs> this isn't a fun and sexy election. It's regional transportation, but it is so important. And so mm-hmm. I implore my my fellow young people to come out for this vote when it yes. um, and get involved in the process. You know, it sounds kind of boring and, and you know, just it just sounds boring to sit in a public meeting and, and hear about these big transportation projects. But how often are we sitting in our cars and we're stuck in traffic or, right. or we're thinking that like, you know, why, what is this bottleneck? Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are, those are things that you get to weigh in on. We want to hear from you. And so get involved, check out our website, sign up for the newsletter, attend our meetings, uh, schedule talks, presentations. We want to hear from you. And if you're a millennial, please vote.
Yes. Please, 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 please vote. Gen Z too. And everybody else. But yes. millennials, you're really bad at this. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. So please vote. Um, and you're right. I can... I don't know how many times I've complained in rush right. hour. This is exactly where you can have your complaints heard and listened to. So, yes. Thank you, Amanda, so much. Um, well, that is all the time we have for today. But before we go, I'd like to recognize a few of our Keystone investors, including Wells Fargo, TMC Health, and First Interstate Bank. Lastly, make sure to check out the Tucson Metro Chamber's website at tucsonchamber.org for the latest events. You can peruse our business directory filled with the chamber members in a variety of different industries, or you can find more information about joining the chamber yourself. You can also listen to past episodes of The Business Of on our website or subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and have a wonderful Chamber of Commerce day.